0: is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Dell who is on a business meeting tonight or at a business meeting tonight. So we're holding down the fort. My guest is going to be Secretary of State candidate for Colorado, Tina Peters. And this is going to be a very interesting interview in light of new information coming out about some of the so-called Republicans running in the Colorado primary. Uh, As you know, Tina Peters has, uh, well, stood her ground over and over when it comes to uh, trying to obey the law, doing what she is required to do. That includes backing up what was going on with the elections in Mesa County, Colorado. That apparently earned her the ire and made her a target of persecution by the powers that be. That apparently don't want people following the law and backing up the elections. But she continued forward. And it continued bringing her under the spotlight of, well, those that don't agree with what she's doing for what appears to be their own political agenda. Well, she's turned the tables on them, apparently, as she's now running for Secretary of State. But what do we know about some of those that are running in the Republican primary? We'll find out tonight from Tina Peters, who joins us via Skype, as she's literally on the road, traveling and meeting the good people of Colorado and talking about the election theft and election issues in that state and nationwide. Tina Peters joins us now. Tina, thank you so much for making time for us tonight. I know you're on the road in the car. Thank you for being with us.
1: Hey, thank you so much. Yes, uh, we're on the road. We uh, pulled off because I'm uh, not sure I'd have a signal. Uh, so we're pulled off and uh, ready to uh, share with you some 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 great news and some very interesting news here. Well, let's let's get to it.
0: I also have been doing some research today on one of the candidates in the uh, Republican primary. We can get to that after your news, Pam. Pam Anderson. Now we're not talking about the gal that played on Baywatch, here, are we?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs>
0: We're t- talking about a different Pam Anderson. I guess that's probably a pretty common name. But uh, we're talking about a different Pam Anderson who, who is running as, in the Republican primary but also worked for Zuckerberg's uh, Civic and Life Organization, right? Civic and Tech Life Organization?
1: That's correct. She's running as a Republican, so she's primarying me. And, uh, and, and she guess, guess who her, her donors are? People on the left, I'm guessing. <laughs> um, Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. So uh, you know it just came out the, uh, uh, the report just came out with uh, uh, about in Wisconsin with Mr. Gableman, and he wrote that uh, these machines can be, can be manipulated to alter the votes cast. And uh, Zuckerberg's grant money, hired ctcl's partners for election administration so he found out that 8.8 million dollars in zuckerberg grant funds directed solely to five democratic strongholds in wisconsin and the record created by get this public document request shows that ctcl engaged in an election bribery scheme and my opponent my republican opponent in colorado for secretary of state is the director of that organization
0: let's let's show the screenshots here logan here is the screenshot of justice gableman's report this is the office of special prosecutor appointed i think by the speaker of the house in wisconsin robin voss appointed gableman and uh he is a former member of the supreme court uh in Wisconsin, Gableman, and, and just as Tina's saying, chapter one, the Center for Tech and Civic Lifes, 8.8 million Zuckerberg plan grant with the cities of Milwaukee, Madison, Racine, Kenosha, and Green Bay. the Zuckerberg Five as they became to be known, uh, violates Wisconsin law prohibiting election bribery. Now we've talked about the Center for Tech and Civic Life. But as you just heard from Tina, her, I guess the person running against her is this same one right here. When we go over to the center, it's actually uh, techandciviclife.org, techandciviclife.org. Go to the board of directors, and right there it says Pam Anderson, director on temporary leave. Pam Anderson is the secretary for the Center for Tech and Civic Life board. Pam is the owner of a, uh, what is that, Consolium Colorado LLC.
1: A lobbying group.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. A lobbying group. Right. It says here, a firm specializing in nonprofit management consultation and serves as the executive director of the Colorado County Clerks Association. Wow.
1: Yep. Yep. And she was a county clerk and says there's nothing to see here. There is no election irregularities. And, uh, Brandon, they must have just put that on the website because it did not say that she was temporarily... What did it? you say it says. It says
0: right now, parenthesis, on temporary leave. She's listed as the director. <laughs> She's listed as the director. At one point, it says Pam is the secretary for the Center for Tech and Life, but under her name, it says director. So I don't know, secretary, director. I mean, I got both of them on here. Maybe she does both, but it says, parenthesis, on temporary leave.
1: That was just inserted today. I, mean, I think because of all the uh, uh, the... The publicity that she must be getting by uh, the word getting out, she's been associated with Zuckerberg. And, you know, the other, if you look at the founder or the other donors and sponsors of that organization, you'll see that it's Rock the Vote. I mean, these uh, Rockefeller Brothers, you'll see that it's all these left-leaning um, organizations that don't have our um, our transparency of, of voting uh, in... Uh, in their best interest. So you're telling me the Rockefellers, or the Rockefeller Brothers uh, Foundation?
0: Are you saying they're part of this?
1: Well, so on the let me see if I can find it for you. Uh, if you look on the on that same website, unless they've taken that down too. Uh, so Google. Here's a few a few of the organizations who have supported their work over the years. Google, Facebook. Center for Civic Design, Center for Democracy and Technology, Rock the Vote, which is a very left-leaning, Rockefeller Brothers Fund, Democracy Fund, the Knight Foundation, the Voting Information Project. So she's knee-deep into... Okay, show the
0: screenshot, Logan, because I just found it, Tina. Show this. This is right on their own website, the Center for Tech and Civic Life. This is big news, people. We have not... Look, folks, we should have already known this and been on this, to be honest with you. We should have already been on this and known this. But the news cycle is running so fast, these groups are so abundant that you literally would have to have dozens and dozens of people working for you to be digging on every one of these people that we're dealing with on a daily basis on these shows, much less their organizations and all their ties. So... I, I, I personally believe I should have already known this and been presenting this to you, but we're overwhelmed. We can barely keep up with all that's happening with the economy, Russia, Ukraine, inflation, oil supply, uh, uh, chain supply, border crisis. It's almost too much, right? But this is big news. This is huge news. The Center for Tech and Civic Life, which was Zuckerberg Group, that gave, according to Gable Mentina, $8.8 million into Wisconsin for these five Democrat cities, what is described as a bribery scheme, I think is the words he used. The woman who's involved in it as their director, Pam Anderson, who is running against you in the Republican primary for Secretary of State. Wait a minute. Why is she not running with the Democrats? Because we told you last week, what? Beware of the left-right paradigm. The left-right That's paradigm not- a lot of times is a trap. The people on the right are wearing the uniform of the right while they work for the left and the globalist. I think this is an example, in my opinion, because the Rockefeller Brothers Fund, Tina, I've been tracking and researching them for years. This is a leftist, leftist group. Of course, we know that about Zuckerberg, but the Rockefeller Brothers Fund, that's a huge problem right there.
1: That's correct, and I've been telling people ever since the... uh We've discovered all these election irregularities. I've been, I've been telling people it doesn't matter what party you are, if you're a Democrat, Republican, Green Party, Libertarian, it doesn't matter. There are there it's bigger than that. With and they've got their thumb on the scales, and that's why you're going to see. You know that's why people were scratching their head about. Uh, you know all the the judges and um, uh, you know Secretaries of State and AGs, you know DAs, not um, not prosecuting crime and things like that. In my opinion, it's been because they've been selected and not elected.
0: Been selected and not elected. Absolutely. Folks, I mean, just go type in Rockefeller Brothers Fund Globalist, and you find all kinds of stuff. Here's one at the New American, written by my friend Alex Newman. Alex is a friend of mine. He's a broadcaster here on lindell tv rockefeller's fund global warming protest as earth cools that's back in 2009 i mean we go on and on about the stuff we could dig up and we will dig up and bring to you because i've been reporting on this group for years about the rockefeller brothers fund but you type in the rockefeller brothers fund and sustainable development type in that in and uh uh global warming you'll find a lot there's a lot out here on the rockefeller brothers fund that you can research. You can pull that down now, guys. Uh, But this is a leftist group. And what's ironic is that we're now understanding that the woman running in the primary for Secretary of State against Tina Peters has been the director of this organization, the Center for Tech and... What is it? We go back to the full name. The the Center for Tech. Tech and Civic Life which is mentioned in the report by Justice Gableman as being involved in, what did he say, the words he used, we go right back to the report, election bribery, is now connected to the Rockefeller Brothers Fund and other leftist groups, but's running in the Republican primary for Secretary of State in Colorado. Wow. So either either way,
1: either way, if, if uh, 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 Pam Anderson or Jenna Griswold win, they win. And that's why I had to step into this race. Because we can't allow this to go on.
0: What 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 other news we can get? Go into her some more too. But you had some other news. Is there other news? A, a report or something has come out.
1: There certainly is. Uh, the second report has come out, and uh, this one is a blockbuster. It's 138 pages. Actually, the last two pages are the uh, the the um, cyber expert just his credentials and his qualifications. I mean, it's amazing just to read that. But this report shows that there were 36 wireless devices in the Mesa County election equipment, 36. And this is and that disqualifies right there, because uh, by law, these have to be standalone uh, systems, not not connected to the Internet and not have the ability to be connected to the Internet. And we've been told for years that they are not connected to the Internet. So they've been lying to us. So
0: let's go to your website. Here we go, tinapetersforcolorado.com. There it is, tinapetersforcolorado.com. Now, we go over here to the far left, you see it folks, reports, click reports. There's download forensic report number one, download forensic report number two. The one we're talking about tonight with Tina is report number two. So we click on it, it brings up the report. Do you happen to know what page I need to go to that talks about the 36 devices?
1: Well, there is a executive summary uh, that just keep going. There's an executive summary that will list, uh, summarize uh, right there, that red. That'll summarize all the uh, uh, the points that are in this um, or the highlights that are in this report. It's, Let- it's, it's beyond... Egregious. Let's go through a couple of them and have you respond. How about that? Okay.
0: This report details the following critical discoveries regarding Mesa County's voting system. All right, the first bullet point. Uncertified software installed, rendering the voting system unlawful for use in elections. When you say when, when they say in the report, and by the way, who did the report? Let's tell everybody first who did the report so they know it has credibility.
1: Doug Gould. And you can go to the very last two pages. And um, you can show, so it's 137, 138, uh, and you can highlight and see. I mean, this, this man has thwarted uh, terrorist attacks uh, because of his work. I mean, it, it, he's stellar. There's no one that can poke any holes in his credibility, although yeah. they try.
0: <laughs> I see his bio, and I've actually read his bio before on the air he began at AT&T with Bell Laboratories serving in the Semiconductor Laser Development Department and later in the Bell's Bell Laboratories uh, Security Group as a delegate to the Bell Labs. Uh, Unix Systems Subcommittee, was an earlier pioneer in the field of computer forensics and won a Bell Labs Innovation Award. At at and he designed the security architecture for one of the largest states in the U.S., consulted with cabinets of the nation's largest corporations, and designed the first healthcare network fully compliant with healthcare information exchange standards. Outside AT&T, he has overseen security for a U.S. government agency. Wait a minute, let's back up. What? He has overseen security for a U.S. government agency and has solved major cases for the FBI and Secret Service. He has served as an officer of the court, as a forensic expert, and has been an expert witness in landmark cybersecurity cases. He designed security architectures for the Department of Defense networks, including some of the most sensitive areas of the government. I mean, how much more do we need to know? Not to mention, there's more, but that's pretty good right there, don't you think, Tina?
1: Oh, yeah. And on the second page, the addendum, it goes on to to show all the... Uh, attacks and breaches that he actually uh, was able to uh, to bring the people to justice, you know, by his work. It's it's incredible. People just have to read it. You know, Look, he is, it goes into stubborn. his
0: major forensic cases. I see that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
0: So this is the guy in charge uh, who wrote this report. Again, his name is Doug Gould. All right. So now we're going to go back up to the top of the report. Mm-hmm. Grab the cursor here and move
1: this. <laughs> back have been up. trying. They've been trying to discredit him, and in our local newspaper, which is uh, it, it <laughs> which is a, a leftist rag, as you can imagine, they uh, they brought in their own experts, and it was the person that Jenna Griswold had installed into my elections department, kicked me out of my elections department, installed this woman, who's the treasurer, uh, who brought who when she was clerk brought the. Uh, Dominion system, did the the pilot of the Dominion system in Mesa County, brought her in to run my elections, kicked me out this last time unlawfully. And so this was their one expert why this report is false. Their second expert was (laughs) factcheck.org. There you go. Wow.
0: Wow. (laughs) right, so let's go back to that bullet point now that we know who wrote this report. It says the uncertified software installed talk about the voting machines in Mesa County the uncertified software installed rendering the voting system unlawful for use in, in elections so it was because it wasn't certified it was illegal to use the machines is that what I mean that's that's what I'm reading that's right
1: correct. that's correct they could not have passed certification with the type of software that's in there um, it, it, it's it's against the law there's certain there's certain voting system standards and you'll see v, VSS um voting service standards that have to be in these voting machines.
0: Wow, the next one. Does not meet statutorily mandated voting system standards, as you just mentioned, VSS, and could not have been lawfully certified for purchase or use. That's correct.
1: And a lot of these uh, these machines actually have been made in China and Mexico.
0: I interviewed a lady last week at CPAC, two ladies from China who are here in America, warning about China. They went on to warn i got to pull the clips up. We haven't had time to edit them together, but we've got to pull some clips and start playing them because one of them was specifically warning about our voting machines in America and the parts made in America, in China. But she went on to warn about the software and uh, other, th- other software on these systems that are being used that are a real problem that come out of China.
1: Yes. Yes, so the you know, and we've talked before about the um, the twenty nine thousand election records that were deleted, um, and you know they they've tried to take me out of the office. Well, they have taken me out of my own elections office, uh, which unlawfully, saying uh, it's uh, it's Colorado Revised Statute one 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 thirteen, which which basically says uh, wrongful acts and neglect of duty. When in fact. This other election rule says that I must, must preserve access logs. And that's what they deleted was 29,000 of them. And those are the, that's the footprint. That's how you get to the total of the election. And with, with those erased, you can't prove how you got that total. And they erased all of those and more. So, and so are you lo-
0: saying that they were covering their tracks?
1: Yes, they were. There's so, no doubt.
0: So let's go back to the report. Uh, suffered systematic deletion of election records. I guess that's what you're talking about now. Audit log files required by federal and state law to be generated and maintained, which in combination with other issues revealed in this report creates an unaudible backdoor into the election system. That sounds like that's what we were just talking about.
1: Yep, yep. And they can come in from the backdoor without any of us, without any election official, uh, knowing that they're there. So when Dr. Frank uh,
0: was sitting at this desk with... Mike Lindell, as we filmed absolute interference and then what became scientific proof, Dr. Frank said, You prepare for the steal, you conduct the steal, and then you cover
1: up for the steal. Correct? They've been doing a lot of cover up. Yeah. And so the Secretary of State has mandated that we cannot do audits. She has mandated that the the elected clerk cannot be in that room anymore. Can you imagine? Only they can be in there.
0: <laughs> how, how is that even lawful when that's your job? You're elected to maintain the, the election records for a county, in your case, Mesa County, and you're supposed to be there as the person that signs off on it, verify. I mean, this is your sworn oath and duty. This is what you paid for. How can you verify anything if you can't be involved in an audit or be
1: in the room? How is this even lawful it's not nothing that she does she has she's passing all these emergency rulings and all these things that are not lawful and that's why i'm running for secretary of state because we have you know she she just she has a lawsuit now against me another one to keep me out of my elections office for all of 2022 because they want to cheat and um, so in her lawsuit she says that i would not I I would not follow security protocols. Let me tell you what, just a couple of security protocols that she wanted me to agree to. She wanted me to agree to recant my conversation that I had on Facebook about how these election systems need to be transparent to the people. She wanted me to recant that. she wanted to, ha- to not give me access to the elections department. I'd have to have one of my employees with me at all times to, to uh, chauffeur me around. And I, and I had to write a report every day and send it to her at 4.30. And then at the end of the week, I had to send her a report for the whole week on what I'd done before 4.30. and she, And because I wouldn't sign this... She said I did not want to adhere to security protocols, and that's why she's suing me to keep me out of my elections office for this whole year. And the judge is complicit, just so you know.
0: This sounds like, again, I'm not a lawyer, but to me this sounds like criminal conduct.
1: Well, yes, it is.
0: All right, you're going to have to hold right there. I'm being told, and I've been given... The website, Logan just walked into the studio and brought up something. Mike Lindell has just sent us. Tina will get you to respond to this. You're going to want to hear this too. This is breaking news. Mike Lindell has just, by the way, Mike Lindell is at Mar-a-Lago tonight for the event for Matt DiPerno, who is running for Attorney General in Michigan. Remember us telling you about the event that would be at Mar-a-Lago? We promoted that and talked about it with Matt DePerno more than a week ago. That event is tonight at Mar-a-Lago. President Trump, Mike Lindell, Matt DiPerno at Mar-a-Lago for this event to support Matt DiPerno, who's running for Attorney General in Michigan. Mike has just called the control room, talked to Logan, and wants us to read this statement. And Tina, you're going to want to hear it and respond. This is from the desk of President Donald Trump. March 8, 2022. That's today. Congratulations and thank you to Robin Voss, Speaker of the Wisconsin State Assembly, and State Assemblywoman Janelle Branchin, Chair of the Committee on Campaigns and Elections, for standing by highly respected Justice Michael Gableman on the incredible findings just announced on election fraud in the great state of Wisconsin. I feel confident that Robin will exercise his moral duty to follow up on Justice Gableman's findings, in addition to announcing that they will stay in session and take action to get rid of E-R-I-C, or ERIC, we'll tell you what that is in a minute, and the Wisconsin Election Commission, which that serves basically as their Secretary of State, which have done some very bad things and made review very difficult. As also noted by the Legislative Audit Bureau, based on the Gableman report, I would imagine that there can only be a decertification of electors. This is one of the biggest stories of our generation, even though the fake news media will try to play it down as much as they can. Also this past October, the Racine County Sheriff, Christopher Schmangling, Referred felony criminal charges against five of the six members of the Wisconsin Election Commission, or the WC, for their scheme to violate Wisconsin law and allow illegal vote harvesting in nursing homes. The sheriff stated that the governing, quote, election statute was in fact not just broken, but shattered, in quote, in all 72 counties across Wisconsin. Read the full story here, and they provide a hyperlink. Yes, Numerous other states are likewise, numerous other states are also likewise finding large-scale election fraud and irregularities. Interesting time by Donald J. Trump. This has just been released. Mike called the control room, told uh, this to Logan, and asked us to read this statement and be aware of this breaking news tonight by President Donald Trump. Would you like to respond, Tina?
1: Yes, you know, in those uh, those nursing homes, there were people that, there were 90 nursing homes, I believe it was, that were 100% uh, uh, or close to it of the uh, residents there voted, and some of them hadn't even been able to recognize their loved ones for five years. It's just, it's just, it's beyond unbelievable what they've been able to get away with. So, um You know, I just wanted to say, too, the attacks on me have been over the top. Uh, Just two days, three days after I announced I was running, I announced on Valentine's Day because I it's symbolic to me because I love the people of my state and this country. And I took an oath to serve, uh, serve the Constitution. And just three days afterwards, I got deplatformed. My no one was able to give a donation and so we thought we had it fixed, and they did it again. So, you, you know, I encourage people to go to my website. Don't give up. Uh, go to Tina Peters uh, for Colorado.com. Uh, you can mail a check, uh, you know, and um, if you can't get your credit card to go through, we're we on top of it, but uh, they're trying to starve us out. Uh, that's what they're doing. You know, they've got the big Soros money with Jenna, and they've got the the uh, Rockefellers and the, and the others, Zuckerberg, for uh, PAM, but uh, they don't want me to have any donations. So I, I really would appreciate if people help us out with this cause. I won't give up. I won't back down. I didn't raise a Navy SEAL for nothing. Mm-hmm. We go into the fight, not away from it.
0: Yes, she, she's a Gold Star mother. Her son, Navy SEAL. Uh, she's a Gold Star mother. You're, she's also a cancer survivor, Tina is. Yes. Her website yeah. is Tina Peters for Tina PetersforColorado.com. Um, have before we go back to this report here that's just been released, that by the way, again, you will find at Tina uh, which has got some stunning findings in it by a guy whose bio we just read, very impressive bio. Uh, Tina, have you seen any of the financial reports yet for Pam Anderson?
1: I have not. I have not, but that might be something that people need to uh, to check out. Do a FOIA or a CORA request, whatever. Do the people yeah.
0: of Colorado want a Secretary of State that has been handpicked by leftists?
1: You know, I don't think they know, Brandon. I don't. I don't think they know what uh, who she is. She's putting herself off as a very accomplished clerk and former uh, head of the Colorado County Clerks Association and uh professionalism that's what she's saying and um, i've already made a, a a decision that unless somebody is is willing to look at the obvious here uh, and and recognize that that these votes are being stolen from the people i'm not voting for them i don't i don't care who they are but uh you know whether they're republican democrat doesn't matter they're uh, and they're afraid the the powers that be in this whole thing are really afraid that this is coming out. So they're going to smear me. They're going to come down and try to say the worst things about Doug Gould and me and, you know, whoever. Whoever wants to uh, expose the truth, they're going to try to discredit us. And, and we, have to, we have to search out the truth. So I encourage people to go there, read the report, send it to their friends, and, uh, and support us in this cause. Absolutely, and we now have put your website
0: on the screen, TinaPetersForColorado.com. All right, let's go to the next one. Um, these the system suffered systemic deletion of election records. Okay, I guess we did that one about the back door. Okay, violates voting system standards (VSS), which expressly mandate prevention of the ability to quote change calculated vote totals. In quote, this report documents this non-compliance from the logged-in EMS server from a non-DVS server uh, computer with network access and from a cell phone, which may be possible if any of the 36, listen now, folks, internal wireless devices in the voting system components are deliberately or accidentally enabled and a password is
1: obtained. Holy cow. <laughs> and they're very, very easy passwords to obtain. Oh, like 123? <laughs> Pretty much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. 36 (laughs) internal wireless devices and voting system components. Again, I thought the public was told all that kind of talk was crazy talk.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of misinformation, but it's on their side. You know, and and talking about Wisconsin's voting machines, they were able to identify as well that the the unauthorized access events and... um, You know, it says, contrary to what Dominion has publicly stated, that at least some machines had access to the Internet on election night. Fancy that. Shortly after the unauthorized access was recorded, the machine failed and reset. And our next report, will talk about that. Wiping all voter history and forcing that election administrator to rely on unverified paper printouts from the failed machine. So these are people were able to access the machines from their hotel room wireless devices. They were able to to get on their cell phones. And I know people are going to, on the left or, or, I don't even care, it's not even the left or right anymore. But people that are, uh, do not, that do not want the public to know this are going to come out and go, oh, she's a kook, you know, she doesn't, but they don't know. They haven't read the report. And so, they have have
0: no opinion. These are people that have long-storied careers, have done great things for our country. They're not about to risk their reputation, which is how they make their livelihood,
1: chasing conspiracy theories. That's right. That's right. These are not conspiracy theories. The, the, the thing that the other people are putting out are the conspiracy theories, that they're not connected to the Internet and they, uh, they don't flip votes. So. Well, you
0: mentioned the Gableman report. Look at this. Uh, this is in the Gableman report. According, at this stage, the recommendations included in this report largely fall within the umbrella of enabling oversight and pr- transparency of our election systems. It draws no conclusions about specific unauthorized outside interference or insider threats to machine voting, but it does provide numerous examples of security gaps that tend to enable bad actors to operate in the shadows. Uh, Absent access to these systems, it would not be unfair for any citizen to conclude the worst. However, it is a commonplace in the law for it to assume the worst about the nature and impact of hidden or destroyed evidence, and it is up to the government to justify its actions to the people, not the other way around. And, And again, if you use Control f on the Gableman Report, which I do and use all the time for years in my research, and I think a lot of you do as well, I put in the word unauthorized. And uh, look at this. The cities of Milwaukee, Madison, Racine, Kenosha, Green Bay, engaging in private companies and election administration in unprecedented ways, including tolerating unauthorized users and unauthorized use of Wisconsin vote private voter data under Wisconsin Election Commission. So again, the, the word unauthorized is used over and over in this report, including the, the Office of Special Counsel was able to identify through the reports of experts that the that failed machine recorded two anonymous and unauthorized access events from its VPN.
1: So again, right. they're showing that there were people penetrating these, these voting machines, correct? That's correct, yes. And you know what's interesting, Brandon, is that uh, you know, people don't talk a lot about uh, about J. Alex Halderman. Halderman is, has been studying the election machine since 2007. In 2017, he went before the Senate Judiciary Committee to report his findings. I mean, he was in there hacking them with his students and showing how vulnerable they were. And uh, even as late, and, and they sealed, the, the court sealed his report and wouldn't let it out. He's been begging. He said if we need to let election officials and people know about this before the 2018 and the 2020 election and and it was buried. And then uh, just two days before I announced that I was running for secretary of state, uh, the Biden administration once again buried his report and he has begged them. He's begged CISA. He's begged, uh, you know, people to just let it out so that we can prevent this fraud and it's being covered up so you know here's him here's other experts jeff o'donnell i mean there's so many people that qualified people that are coming out risking their lives and risking their reputations and you know we can't let this we cannot now's the time i believe that if we don't get this fixed this year that we're in trouble we may not make it
0: back absolutely so, all right i, I was going to keep you the whole hour because you're a great guest but i'm getting a word from sharona we gotta let you go so you can hit the road where are you guys <laughs> where we're good thing i saw the text i was uh, sorry sharona i didn't realize i was holding up the the show here sharona
1: <laughs> fantastic job you're doing brandon i hate to cut you off
0: <laughs> no problem where are you guys headed tonight <laughs>
1: We are, yeah. We are headed to go talk to some people about what's going on and uh, and work, you know, work as hard as we can on the road. We have a short time left to get this done, and we cannot allow Jenna Griswold or Pam Anderson into the Secretary of State's office to keep uh, perpetuating this fraud. So Absolutely. we're working. Good for we're, you. We're we're driving. Yeah.
0: Two very two people that. Uh, Our true patriots uh, have paid the price for it, Sharona and Tina. And uh, thank you both for being with us. Drive safely. And, again, we're going to encourage people to go to Tina peters for colorado.com tina peters for colorado.com and they'll also find that her mailing address there if you want to support her if you have any issues giving online because apparently they've been attacking her and keeping people from being able to give online but tina keep us posted we're going to keep going through this report we're also about to play once again the the uh, alex halderman report his uh, testimony before congress so we'll keep this going because we got a lot to go through with this report you sent us tonight but the breaking story is uh 30, Thirty-six uh, cell phone devices in these voting machines. That's the headline, right?
1: And more. They're coming in the back door. They're changing things, and uh, and then we've got another one coming out here within a week or two with more information. Well, we can't you, let it bury. We can't bury this. We gotta get it out. So. When the next
0: one comes out, let us know. You guys be safe. Get on the road. God bless. Thank, thank you, thank guys. You. That's Sharona driving, and Tina in the passenger seat. She again running for secretary of state of Colorado. Now, let's play a little bit of this uh, testimony that she was just talking about, which we've played before, but I think it's very appropriate to pay it. Yeah, you want to play it, Logan? I think it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Six minutes, but I think it's very appropriate to play tonight, particularly with the breaking news tonight coming out of Mar-a-Lago in the office of President Donald J. Trump on the Gableman Report. Let's remind everybody, I don't think Holderman, Alex Holderman is a guy that's, you know, a Trump supporter. I think he is not, everything we've studied. And yet he's saying, and was saying some time ago, I think back in 2017, Logan, uh, about how easy these machines can be hacked and flipped. Everything is consistent when it's come from the people on the right and the left in regards to the vulnerability of the machines. Don't forget, hacking democracy, um, kill chain, all done by the left. Warning, these machines can be hacked and votes can be flipped. Very timely information tonight from Tina Peters on their second report that's available at tinapetersforcolorado.com from this expert we've been talking about uh, who has found these devices in these machines. But we'll get to more of that here. But first, let's get a quick reminder about what Alex Halderman, Professor Halderman, was warning about several years ago to a committee on Capitol Hill. Watch this.
2: Chairman Burr, Vice Chairman Warner, and members of the committee, thank you for inviting me to speak with you today about the security of US elections. I'm a professor of computer science and have spent the last 10 years studying the electronic voting systems that our nation relies on. My conclusion from that work is that our highly computerized election infrastructure is vulnerable to sabotage and even to cyber attacks that could change votes. These realities risk making our election results more difficult for the American people to trust. I know America's voting machines are vulnerable because my colleagues and I have hacked them repeatedly as part of a decade of research, studying the technology that operates elections and learning how to make it stronger. We've created attacks that can spread from machine to machine like a computer virus and silently change election outcomes. We've studied touchscreen and optical scan systems, and in every single case, we've found ways for attackers to sabotage machines and to steal votes. These capabilities are certainly within reach for America's enemies. As you know, states choose their own voting technology, and while some states are doing well with security, others are alarmingly vulnerable. This puts the entire nation at risk In close elections, an attacker can probe the most important swing states or swing counties, find areas with the weakest protection, and strike there. In a close election year, changing a few votes in key uh, localities could be enough to tip national results. The key lesson from 2016 is that these threats are real. We've heard that Russian efforts to target voter registration systems um, struck 21 states, And we've seen reports detailing efforts to spread an attack from an election technology vendor to local election offices. Attacking vendors and municipalities could have put Russia in a position to sabotage equipment on election day, causing machines or poll books to fail, and causing long lines or disruption. They could have engineered this chaos to have a partisan effect by striking places that lean heavily towards one candidate. Some say the fact that voting machines aren't directly connected to the Internet makes them secure, but unfortunately, this is not true. Voting machines are not as distant from the Internet as they may seem. Before every election, they need to be programmed with races and candidates. That programming is created on a desktop computer, then transferred to voting machines. If Russia infiltrated these election management computers, it could have spread a vote-stealing attack to vast numbers of machines. I don't know how far Russia got um, uh, or whether they managed to interfere with equipment on election day, but there's no doubt that Russia has the technical ability to commit widespread attacks against our voting system, as do other hostile nations. I agree with James Comey uh, when he warned here two weeks ago, we know they're coming after America and they'll be back. We must start preparing now. Fortunately, there's a broad consensus among cybersecurity experts about measures that would make America's election infrastructure much harder to attack. I've co-signed a letter that I've entered into the record from over a hundred leading computer scientists, security experts and election officials that recommends three essential steps. First, we need to upgrade obsolete and vulnerable voting machines such as paperless touchscreens, and replace them with optical scanners that count paper ballots. Uh, this is a technology that 36 states already use. Paper provides a physical record of the vote that simply can't be hacked. President Trump made this point well on Fox News the morning, after, uh, the morning of the election. He said, there's something really nice about the old paper ballot system. You don't worry about hacking. Second, we need to use the paper to make sure that the computer results are right. This is a common sense quality control and it should be routine. Using what's known as a risk-limiting audit, officials can check a small random sample of the ballots to quickly and affordably provide high assurance that the election outcome was correct. Only two states, Colorado and New Mexico, currently conduct audits that are robust enough to reliably detect cyber attacks. Lastly, we need to harden our systems against sabotage and raise the bar for attacks of all sorts by conducting comprehensive threat assessments and applying cybersecurity best practices to the design of voting equipment and the management of elections. These are affordable fixes. Replacing insecure paperless voting machines nationwide would cost $130 to $400 million. Running risk-limiting audits nationally for federal elections would cost less than $20 million a year. These amounts are vanishingly small compared to the national security improvement they buy. State and local election officials have an extremely difficult job, even without having to worry about cyber attacks by hostile governments. But the federal government can make prudent investments to help them secure elections and uphold voters' confidence. We all want election results that we can trust. If Congress works closely with the states, we can upgrade our election infrastructure in time for 2018 and 2020. But if we fail to act, I think it's only a matter of time until a major election is disrupted or stolen in a cyber attack. Thank you for the opportunity to testify today and for your leadership on this critical matter. I look forward to answering any questions.
0: All right, very interesting, is it not? All right, now, during the break there, I went and did a little more research. Uh, on, well, let's go back to this website here. The Center for Tech and Life. Center, the Center for Tech and Civic Life. This, again, the group that is reportedly funded by Zuckerberg. It's right there on their own website uh, who their sponsors are, and it includes Facebook. We know from the the Gableman report, we go over there to that, which is right here, that this group, again, has been funded Center for Tech and Life, 8.8 million Zuckerberg plan, which went to the predominantly what is known as the Zuckerberg Five. These are the five liberal Democrat cities in Milwaukee, are in Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Madison, Racine, Kenosha, and Green Bay, and it was involved in violation of Wisconsin law, prohibiting election, bribery, okay? That's the center for, center for Tech and Civic Life. When we go back to their website, we find out that who's involved in this is Pam Anderson as their director, who I guess today is gone up there, she's taking a leave. She's running for Secretary of State in Colorado in the primary for the Republicans against Tina Peters, But last week I warned you again of the dangers of the left-right paradigm when many of the people on the right actually are working for the left. We found out recently that Fox News, Fox News along with other media outlets, was getting money from the federal government to push the vaccine. Even though we know it's not safe, and the Pfizer data dump shows it's not safe, as I've been reporting in my nightly newscast, 7 to 7.30 p.m. Central Time, the Worldview Report. And yet, how many times have we warned you that Fox News, we believe, is controlled opposition? Well, now we find out that they were on the take, according to a Freedom of Information Act obtained by the Blaze TV media, that Fox News was getting paid by the Biden regime, by the Biden government, to push the vaccine. What else have they been paid to push? Why else will they not talk too badly about machines and vaccines, huh? Controlled opposition. So we told you beware, be wary and leery of the right-left paradigm because many on the right are actually pretending to be for conservative values when they really are just wearing the uniform of Republicans or so-called conservatives, but they're greatly influenced if not controlled by the people on the left, the globalists. Well, here we have this woman working as a director, according to their own website here, this website, this group, Center for Tech and Civic Life, that's greatly funded, according to numerous reports, including that of a former Supreme Court Justice, Gableman of Wisconsin, $8.8 million alone just in Wisconsin, going for what is described by him and his Office of Special Counsel as a, a, a vote, vote bribery scheme. Well, we find out that tonight, Tina mentions, well, look at who their sponsors are. That includes the Rockefeller Brothers Fund. Well, I've been talking warning about them for years. So during the break, I dug up some of the research. The Capital Research Group has warned about them as well. Let's see what they're saying about them. Here is the uh, Rockefeller Brothers Fund. Again, this is uh, the Capital Research Center. Here's what they state about them: their origins, whatnot, background today. Well, they're big into they're big into environmentalism. Which you said, like, well, what's wrong with that? Well, not if we're talking about the kind of environmentalism that includes Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 from the United Nations, which is an attack on the free market system. Remember, it was George H. Bush in 1992 at the Earth Summit in Rio where this was unveiled who got us into this. And he praises Maurice Strong, Maurice Strong, head of the Earth Summit, who said, isn't the only hope for the planet that the industrialized civilizations collapse Isn't it our responsibility to bring that about? That's Maurice Strong, head of the Earth Summit in Rio. The guy who was telling us we needed to do without air conditioning and other things. They want to collapse the whole system. Well, that's the Great Reset. That's the World Economic Forum. The Great Collapse is necessary for the Great Reset. So when you talk about environmentalism, the question is, what are we talking about here? Being good stewards? Are we talking about Marxism and globalism masquerading as environmentalism? Are we talking about the anti-free market system masquerading as environmental policy? Yes, we are. Are we talking about population control, end of private property, end of the Second Amendment? Yes. Abortion on demand, active euthanasia, socialized medicine? Yes. That's Agenda 21. That's Agenda 2030. That I've been writing about and warning about since 1992. Now, if this is what the Rockefeller Brothers Fund is into... And my research so shows they are supportive of this. Doesn't that tell you a lot? Doesn't that tell you a lot about the Center for Tech and Life and those associated with it if they're partnering up with the Rockefeller Brothers Fund? How about this? Anti-Israel activities, anti-Israel activities. Well, the Center for Capital Research says since 2013, the Rockefeller Brothers Fund has contributed to numerous anti-Israel organizations. The fund gave at least $880,000 to groups such as Jewish, for, Jewish Voice for Peace and others. They have, been, they have supported the boycott divestment sanctions. That's the BDS movement. The BDS movement is basically Kristallnacht, the night of the broken glass. <laughs> Remember that in, 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 in Germany? Kristallnacht? the night of the broken glass, boycotting Jewish businesses, painting the Star David, breaking shop windows, that's considered by many the beginning of the Holocaust, dragging Jews off to concentration camps. Today we call it BDS, Boycott, Diversement, Sanctions. Why? Because the Jews, you know, say the left, they're racist. Really? That's really odd. How many of you are aware of the fact, and I've done TV on it for several years, that the Jews, the State of Israel, used 747s, in some cases took out all the seats of the 747s, landed them in Ethiopia to pick up the black Jews. Yeah, the DNA test shows they're Jewish. They even had their temples. They're being persecuted in Ethiopia. And over many, many years, the Israeli government has swooped in and picked up the black Ethiopian Jews. Really? Wait a minute. The racist Israeli government? The apartheid Israeli government? No, they're not racist. They're not apartheid. (laughs) What, What racist apartheid group goes and gets black Jews or blacks, period? Well, they went and got their black Jewish brothers and sisters and brought them back to Israel. Saved them. Trained them. Pretty rough on those who were adults at the time. Very hard to acclimate. But for this next generation, it's been a real blessing and job training and all kinds of things as they've been immersed into the nation of Israel. But we're told you've got to boycott Israel. It's a racist nation. Uh, really, how many know about all the rescue missions to get the black Ethiopian Jews out of harm's way? We're told all kinds of things about Israel that's not true. They don't tell you about all the aid they've given to the people in the Gaza Strip, what they've done to try to help de-escalate, not escalate. All you hear is lies. Oh, they blew up a school. They blew up a hospital. What they didn't tell you is an empty school, an empty hospital, from which terrorist attacks were coming. How about the fact that you have Muslims in the Knesset, in, in on the highest court in Israel? You don't hear these things, do you? No, you don't. But Reportedly, according to the Capital Research Center, Rockefeller Brothers Fund has been involved in a lot of anti-Israel things, including, I I believe, the BDS, Boycott, Divestment, Sanctions, is pure anti-Semitism, in my opinion. And then you go down here and look what it says. In 2019, Rockefeller Brothers Fund made $150,000 in grants to the Center for Tech and Civic Life, a voter mobilization group, Critic claim disproportionately supports left of center candidates. That's just one of the groups we've gone through by just going to the website of the Center for Tech and Civic Life. Uh, guess what we're going to do? We're going to look into the Knight Foundation, Democracy Fund. We're going to look into the Center for Democracy and Technology. We're going to look into some of these other groups. Find out who they are. But let's not forget, one of the reasons we're talking about this is because this group popped up in the Gableman Report in Wisconsin, that tonight we have breaking news. President Trump, breaking news tonight, President Trump is commending and mentioning interesting time for the release of this. Now, by the way, he mentions they need to take some action. He hopes that the uh, legislature in Wisconsin will stay in session and take action to get rid of Eric and the WIC. What is Eric? Eric is a... The best as I understand it, ERIC, which is an acronym, is a system that at least 31 states are using. At least 31 states are using for their voter rolls. And they're filled with all kinds of bad data. No one really knows who's in charge of it. And when you try to get a hold of it and audit it, we have been told on this broadcast by the chairman of the committee in campaigns and elections, Janelle Brenchton. they don't really know who's in charge. And anyone, including her, who tries to get in there and audit it, look at it, how is it cleaned up, why is it not cleaned up, can't get through. It's in 31 states. Apparently this is where some say they're grabbing a lot of phantom voters. A lot of phantom voters are coming off these dirty rolls. The Eric system, and it needs to be eliminated, says Donald Trump along with eliminating the Wisconsin Election Commission. That's a, a group that, instead of having a Secretary of State, Wisconsin has their Wisconsin Election Committee, uh, which is made up of six members. And now they've been accused of breaking the law. I think one felony and some misdemeanors by the Racine County Sheriff. Need to eliminate these groups, says Donald Trump. I think he's right. That's, well, that's breaking news tonight. But Let's go back quickly before we have to wrap up. To this report, now released at TinaPetersForColorado.com, we find out that the mandatory VSS, which is, stands for the uh, Voting System Standards, mandatory VSS system account, uh, audibility required features are disabled. What? They found out that the mandatory VSS system aud- auditability required features are disabled. Apparently, it means you're not able then to go back and do an audit. We already know that some things have been eliminated or erased, so you can't go back and audit. Look at another one. It's configured with 36 wireless devices, which represent an extreme and unnecessary vulnerability, and which may be exploited to obtain unauthorized access from external devices, networks, and the internet. It's configured through firewall settings to allow any computer in the world to connect the electric management system, EMS server. Really? It's configured through firewall settings to allow any computer in the world. Wait a minute. These aren't connected to the internet. How many times have we been told that? This is a new report just released. We've already gave you the bio of the gentleman who's worked at the highest levels of government and security who released this report about what's going on in Colorado. Uses only a Windows password with generic user IDs to restrict and control access. Generic user IDs, I guess in other words, are pretty easy to find, get into. Contains user accounts with the Ministry of Access that share passwords, subverting VSS required user accountability and action traceability controls. Uses a self-signed encryption certificate which exposes the system to the risk of undetected compromise or alteration. Now folks, this is all tonight, a report that any of you can go get and read. Report number two. Forensic examination and analysis report, Mesa County, Colorado voting system, and any of you can get it. Released the end of February. Quit snoring, Delta. The show. Give me a wide shot. That's how good the my pillow pet beds are. She was snoring. I don't know if you guys could hear that. Give me a wide shot in there, guys. The my. Are they asleep in the control room? There we go. Maybe they're like Delta. They're asleep too. Look at her. She was literally snoring on her my pillow pet bed. I had to tell her to quit snoring. You can get one at MyPillow.com. But here you can get this report, right now, at TinaPetersForColorado.com. And read the thing yourself. And tonight, breaking news, President Trump commending the report by Justice Gableman and asking the state legislature of Wisconsin to stay in session and get rid of the ERIC system and the Wisconsin Election Commission. Things are breaking wide open in many areas, folks. Mike Lindell told us this was going to happen, didn't he? He said March was going to be a big month. Well, Mike is tonight at Mar-a-Lago with President Trump, with the, uh, the Attorney General candidate for Michigan, Matt DiPerno. This has been the Lindell Report. Thanks for watching. You're watching Lindell TV.